0: Should we hold hands while we do it? Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Yo, yo, Ma! And welcome back to Pillar to Post. It is so good to be back. We're coming to you live from the dojo, the garage era. The garage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're back, Big Fat Das. Oh, yeah, before we go any further, oh, obviously, yeah. joining me as per usual, best friend of the whole entire world is Big Fat Das. J boar How good is this, man? We came crawling back, didn't we? (laughs) We've gone from the old YP offices to the caco to your garch, And it looks pretty good, man.
1: Oh, you're very nice, Jay boy We're not quite finished, but we're getting
0: in. How good is it to be back, though, mate? It is
1: good. I remember it being less stressful than this, but hey, we're back.
0: We got there, man. Teething issues. There are teething issues, but... That's all sorted now, hopefully. Hopefully this is working out very well, um, but we'll just have to wait and see. Now, as we uh, touched on in the in the little trailer, the little teaser, we are doing things differently now at Pillar to Post. So um, we're gonna be bringing two episodes every week. We've already rejinked that. We said three on the trailer, now it's two. So Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. is gonna be your regular uh, Pillar to Post. So that will have the reviews, previews, news, interviews, all that sort of stuff. We'll have a special guest joining us every single week to give their opinion on things and to actually bring some level of like uh, educated opinion opinion. to Pillar to Post. And on Friday morning, um, we're going to be doing Spin and Yarn. So that's where we're going to have a guest in. It could be a wallaby all the way down to your uh, local rugby club battler. If there's a story to be told, we're going to be be there to listen. So um, that'll be Friday mornings at 8am. So without further ado, let's get straight into um, our first episode back. Of pillar to post, Everyone. and the guest couldn't be any more perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, for anyone who's a P two P faithful, they'll know this man, one of the co founders. It's none other than Ricky B himself, Ricky B. Tim Clance. Hello, J Boy. Hello, darth
2: How are you, Chips? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. It's actually, I, I. It's funny you're talking about, you know, doing it in, um, in. Uh, a garage i'm pretty sure what wasn't the first it was the first episode in um, my old um garage basement
0: it was actually it was in your old basement and i think we moved to your yeah. spare room and then we moved to the yp office and then
1: yeah. the, other
0: YP, the office, other yp office which, office. which was on <laughs> top of a bar which caught darse hamish and i a couple of times on a thursday night yeah. yeah 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 stinging real bad well, on that friday here, eh? man um and then we ended up at the caco no the oh the uh, port, the port office. office
1: we forgot a step
0: we forgot the port that's office that's right the downward spiral yep. and then the caco <laughs>
2: the caco and then so the it's um it's really full circle
0: it is man oh. it's full circle like we're back doing pillar to post like it's feeling good man the way it
2: should
1: be question
2: mark <laughs> no it's a good time as well because you know there's heaps of footy stuff happening at the moment not just world Cup but um generally but also with um yeah with all the good stuff all the, all the good stuff happening in club footy and then all the madness that's happening with the wallabies and their world cup prep um there's plenty to talk about.
0: You are good. He's you good. are so good He's at this. <laughs> let's no, I just right talk you guys about that, in rather, you, th- rather than right you me
1: in? Let's segue right into <laughs> You it. run it. You run it, Blanty. What do you want to talk about?
0: <laughs> do you know, but let's do it then. Let's talk about the QPR grand final this weekend. We'll start with QPR. Ooh. Ooh. So we've got the Doggies looking to go back to back. For the first time, I think mm-hmm. a team that could be in the running to do that is since the Canberra Vikings, maybe. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. Really? Is it yep. Canberra Vikings 01, 02, 03, something like that? And then you've got yep. your brothers looking to go for their first premiership <coughs> since 2016. So two teams mm. with so much on the line. And I want to get your thoughts, Ricky B. Like, how are these two sides looking going into this weekend's footy?
2: Well, I think, you know, firstly, you've got to, you know, the the context for Wes is um, when it comes to finals footy, playing brothers just means that little bit more I know you guys get this but for those that don't for the West mentality you know playing brothers in a GF is mm-hmm. just man it gets the blood like man firing yeah. um you live you live for this as a doggy. there is no sense. game you have more fun oh, or get done. up for more than brothers in the GF I mean you know, at well the, yeah brothers at Ballymore. I mean we've we've all played at various Grades, we've all played brothers in grand finals, and man, I, I loved it. Absolutely love playing them in a GF, and you win some, you lose some, but they're huge. So I don't think I, West, the motivation is huge—not just to go back to back, but to beat brothers. It's a club we love doing nothing more than beating brothers. So that um, it's it's massive. But I, I also think you know, it's. Brothers of the form team and have been for weeks now, and you know they've got people in key positions firing. You know, Wilson um, Lawson. Um, you know, Tim Ryan's fantastic. He's a great four for those guys, and you know, I think the the bloke that's benefited the most from Wilson coming back is um, Big Hemapo mm. on the on the on the flank. He he's yeah, you know, he's been. Obviously, one of the primary ball runners for um, brothers all, all season. But now that Wilson's back, man, he's, he's, um, he's been so effective in the line-out, at the breakdown and defence. I mean, he's flying under the radar a little bit and almost, in my view, being more effective than Wilson at times because of it.
0: But that's it. I mean, it's given him an opportunity to not be the guy that has to run through that brick wall. When he was down at North in Sydney, that wasn't necessarily his role, you know what I mean? It was working in tandem with that back road, like the big forward pack they had, whereas you come yeah. up to QPR, it's notorious for being a smaller but much more quicker and skillful game. And he, for, I mean, don't want to sound like a prick, but for the three quarters of the season, wasn't really playing up to the standard that he was probably setting down at Sydney. Whereas now that yeah, he's got Wilson bad. to really take that workload yeah. off him, Wilson's the one who can truck nut, and Homopo's the guy that can work in support, be the link man, can obviously try to bend that wall, but also delete blokes on, on the other side of the ball. Like it's given him more opportunity to sort of free himself up a bit. But you touched on yeah, it, exactly. Chips. The idea that brothers have been the form team in the comp for the last probably six weeks. Uh, No denying that it seems to correlate with them getting back so many talented super rugby and international players. But when you talk about form as well, you'd probably say that throughout the year, Bond and East were the most consistent, become finals time. The Doggies, who had gone out of form in the back end of the season, played arguably their best game of the season to knock out the minor premiers in Bond two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. And, you
2: know, that was... I think there's a few elements to that. I mean, there's a fairly heavy training load uh, on on the doggies leading in in those weeks um, prior to that game, and I think you know Elvia's, you know, and the coaching staff are pretty pretty good at what they do. You know, they obviously physically the boys were you know ready and firing come that Bond game. They may have been you know a little bit overdone um, you know prior to that, but. Um, yeah, mate, the preparation for that game was huge. And also, it, it, it correlated with guys like, you know, Hunter Paisamy played very good footy. Um, and then also, Glenn who had his best game in a in yeah. a West jersey. Um, he was fantastic. And his combination with his brother Davey was unreal for us on that edge. And, um, you know, it's guys like and Mason, having Mason back, um, Mason is and Zach Hoff, you know, Hoffy and Mason have just gone. They, they they're starting to show everyone why the wraps are on them. Um, you know, obviously I, I I had a little bit to do with Zachy and um, Zachy and Mason last year as part of reserve grade, and um, the you know the steps that you know and how had the improvement in those guys in the space of twelve months has been out of sight. You're starting to see it and. Um, I guess that, that's probably the, the most interesting battle for me um, on the weekend is going to be Mason versus Lawson at 10. Yeah. Um, you know, who who controls things better, who's the kicking game is going to be so important. It always is in finals footy, but brothers have, um, you know, three very good kickers of the ball in that back line um, outside of nine. So um, it's, yeah, it, is it, you know, brothers love possession rugby and um, it's going to be really interesting to see I guess how the how it all matches up
1: well on that, on that Blanchie who are you picking I, I have a feeling whatever's on your left <laughs>
2: left
1: upper yeah. well, peck there well, will be, right. but don't let that affect it who, who, are, you, who are you picking <laughs> how much
2: where are we going? Oh dogs, dogs, but it's it's gonna be close. And I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Both teams really know how to score points. Um, regardless of how good the opposition defense is, they can they can unlock it. Um I think there'll be lots of points in it. Um I think it'll be a high scoring final. Um it'll be fast. Um it'll the collision like the Ford packs, you know, a lot of, people make a lot of noise about the West Pack, but that Brothers pack um, is very good at the moment. They're firing and they've got, you know, um, like having a guy like, you know, Maloney come off the bench, um, yeah, it just says they've got that, you know, it shows they've got that depth there to, you know, we're we're a lot of teams with, um, you know, in the back 20 or so because we, we've got a really strong bench. Um, and Brothers, I think, are one of the few teams who can counteract yeah,
0: counteract that at the moment. Well, Ricky B, so you definitely going on the doggies. We knew that. But let's go down to Sydney now, Chips. So the Shoot Shield mm-hmm. final, we've got Norse yep. versus, versus the Wicks. So you've got probably the most consistent side of the last at least three or four years, but definitely the last couple mm-hmm. in Norse. And then you've got a side in Randwick who under Pup was building <coughs> the last five years and probably didn't reach their potential, mm-hmm. but this year have just been excelling where, you were, where we were probably anticipating they would. So I want to get your thoughts on that Shoot Shield final. You've got the most consistent side against a side that probably has made it based on their roster, but maybe didn't typically make it um, as what everybody else might have been tipping just based on you know the past few years.
2: Yeah, and, and that's, um, you know, the, with Pup, it feels like there's a little bit of, you know, um, the Phil Mooney-Reds situation um, where, you know, he brought a lot of these guys through um, and then um, Link was the beneficiary of it at the Reds. And I think, um, you know, you, you look at that Randwick squad, I don't think there's too many, there hasn't been too many blow-ins, has there? You know, these are go- these are mostly guys who've been there for, a while now from what I can tell, but there's obviously a few key inclusions. Andrew Deegan's running the show really nicely. Um, you know, Benny Houston is obviously much improved for his stint at the Tigers. And, um, you know, they've got depth on the bench, the game on the weekend, showed that, but, you know, the guys coming off the bench are adding a lot of value. And I saw, you know, um, what's, uh, um, I forget Ben Dowling. Sorry, he was back from the seven. So it, it they're coming home with a wet sound. and it seems like everything's aligning for them. But the, the one that's really impressed me is that Matthias Jensen, um, you know, I think's part of the Brumby setup. I mean, he he looks like he could be anything at thirteen. Um, you know, and I think that's a, a really crucial guy for that for this final is um, you know, how he how he plays. Obviously the you know, the battle of the tens there is massive, but um yeah, I, I think you know, randwick it's just a good story in terms of the way they've been trending coming home with a west sale and haven't won I I' I, I, did, I saw they haven't when was the last time they won it early 2000s or something or
0: I think so yeah it's been a while
2: yeah so like there's um yeah there, there's a good story there and um there's I'm sure it'll um set off a few conspiracy theorists given Eddie Jones is now coach of the wallabies and them um, Brandwick uh, looking like they might win a flag for the first time in a while. Oh, it's it's it. there, so Yeah, there's, there's, um, that, that'll set off the shoot shield conspiracy nuts.
0: Oh yeah, get the tinfoil hat boys out. i got to ask, though, so Chip, speaking <laughs> about tinfoil hats, this mm-hmm. is a little conspiracy for you. Um, how much can you put down the, the change in fortune and form for the Wicks down to Dave Veyer retiring? You reckon that plays a huge part? <laughs> <laughs> no No comment. <laughs> 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 yeah. Best leave that one alone, man. Mate, um
1: what uh mate, the hunter wildfires, they were they were chugging along, mm. chugging along, got to that number one spot for they held it for five, six, seven weeks and then mm. what do you reckon the big fellas just ran out of the puff or
2: Oh look, I think there's probably some parallels with um Bond. Um yep. in, in term in terms of um you know, maybe not as uh, you know the experience counts and also um having been there before and done that so i think you know you look at the squad um that the wildfires have put together you know big rob um doing a great job yeah. um but they, they've got a lot more depth than they had the year before and, and i think they recruited really well and i, I think it's it might be a similar story as you know with bond where it seems like it might be a season too early i mean the big big question for a lot of clubs like Hunter and Bond is how, how do, you, do they retain you know the the depth that they've built this year um and i think with Hunter if they do well i you yeah, know it's probably just been a year too soon for them right.
0: yeah probably and you'd have to say the good thing about you look at the parallel between them and Bond is that Bond making winning that minor premiership that didn't happen overnight for several years, no, they've been pushing finals, no. pushing finals. They made finals, and it's been under the same coach too, in Grant Anderson, who's given them mm. a, I guess, like a framework of this exciting, expansive brand of footy, and then he's built a squad that can play that brand of football. You know, like taller, yeah, fitter exactly. back rowers that can put ball play. Yeah. You know, uh, a twelve who can sort of truck nut with a ball player at thirteen, uh, in border. Yep. You know what I mean? Like built more so on tech yeah, yeah. than skill, and so on. Whereas. It's sort of the same down with Bubba Coleman, you know. Loves chopping and piss, gets around the boys, but he's got toilers in guys like Donnie Freeman who just show up, mm. truck nut, bust their ass, and you can actually build off guys like that. And I think Donnie Freeman's just got the Guernsey to go over with the Western Force on their recent tour. Yeah, so he has. Just he deserves has. the big man yeah. there. But...
2: That's it, one of one of those train and trial things probably. But mate, he's a he's a competitor, so um you know that Cron's gonna like that. He um yeah, if he sees anyone performing well on the shoot shield and they're not getting picked up by the Tars, mate, he's gonna have his eye on them. Love it. Hell yeah, man.
0: And who are you picking, Ricky B?
2: I think the Wicks. Oh. Um, oh, hey. I, up yeah, the wicks. yeah, no, I, I think I just think um more more than anything, their their roster. Um, both rosters are pretty, you know, settled. But I feel like they're they're hitting the right form at the right time, and um, mate, they, they seem to have overcome. I mean, they they were able to overcome some serious scrum problems against a really good scrum on the weekend, and um, you know that was probably the the litmus test that they were still able to win a game even after giving away a card early at scrum time. So, I yeah, I uh, I think that that's enough for me to say that they've solved that problem and they'll they'll get up. Yeah, I'm backing
0: in the wicks as well, just mainly because I'd love to see them get a, get the shield, you know what I mean? So,
2: hell yeah. and, and so everyone can really get the tinfoil hats out. That would be nice.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it. All right, Chips. So let's look forward to the Rugby World Cup. But before we get into the Rugby World Cup as a whole, let's look forward and I want to get your thoughts on the Wallabies, mate. Obviously, youngest Wallaby mm. squad ever to go to Rugby World Cup. Only one ten 10 outside of Carter Gordon there's Ben Donaldson who's down as a utility. So there are two tens, but glaring emissions, obviously Quay Cooper and Michael Hooper.
2: Yeah. And it's, um, it's a bit, I I think a lot of the, um, you know, we've talked about it over the years that, um, you know, Michael Hooper, while, you know, in one of the greatest servants to Australian rugby and one of the best um, in the period that he's been in the Wallabies, um, there's always been certain elements of his game that, um, you know, uh, certain, you know, other sevens are stronger. And I think the game sort of in the last year year in particular, but it just seems to be trending away from the Michael Hoopers. And that's part of the problem that Fraser McRide is going to have going forward is, um, you know, it, we seem to move moving towards a, yeah. You know, the, it's pretty obvious to me that the the Jackal isn't going to be allowed to be in the game forever. Um there's too, too many injuries result. Oh, you only have to look at the battering that Pocock took over his career around the neck and head area that you know, I, I just can't see. And with all the all the literature around that, um, I can't see the jackal staying in the game. So a player like Michael Hooper, Fraser McWright, who, you know, their primary role has always been to get over the pill. Well, they've got to evolve. Um so, uh, but some of the language that's been around in terms of from Rugby Australia, from, you know, Eddie and from Hamish McLennan around, you know, Michael Hooper. Um, I, I it's, 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 even though I've been a little bit of a detractor of his for a while, I, I I can't enjoy the way it's been almost a bit of unceremonious, the way he's sort of, he's been treated. Um, you know, I'm not going to go as, as far as Sonny Bill to say that, you know, he deserved. So deserve better, but, um or deserve to go on the tour. But I I do think, and maybe that's just because of all the hoopla around, um, you know, Eddie, or the, how combative Eddie is, that there, there hasn't been a good opportunity to, you know, give him, show him the respect he deserves in terms of a send-off.
1: Officially, yeah. Hooper is, like, uh clear of injury. You know what I mean? Like, he is... He wasn't selected on form. He is form. Bit to be picked, but... He was not. Is, is that the official word, kind
2: of thing? Oh, I don't know if it's the official. I think what what Eddie what Eddie will tell you is that um, he's got that calf niggle, and um, that was the main reason he's he's not on tour. Though, but looking looking have you, have you at other selections, though, put your tin foil hat. Hey, tin foil hat, mate. I don't, I don't. I just don't think Eddie wanted him there. Gotcha. Um, I think he wanted to really lean into what he's been doing with in terms of the younger squad. And, um, you know, you look at guys like, you know, Ed Jorgensen, and, who hasn't played any footy since Super Rugby and isn't going to be fit until partway on the tour. Um, yeah. And there, there's, there was another selection, um, you know, Langey Gleason, who hasn't played any footy. And I don't know if he's right for the warm up game, but these are two young guys who are going to feature. Heavily over the next decade or so, um, so he's given them the opportunity despite the injury, which you know. And and you look at you look at the Australia A selection. I mean Hooper not being in that, I'm not sure. Obviously, we don't know the ins and the outs, but I think if Hooper was realistically going to be called in, um, if there was an injury, well, he'd be on that um, Australia A tour, not Pete Salmon.
0: Well, what about? Or not
2: just not not just Pete Salmon, <laughs> sorry.
0: Well, what about? Talking of the Australia, a eh? what about QC's emission? Run us through that shit because that's wild, man. Yeah,
2: crazy. yeah. Look, again, that is that is wild. I mean, every, what Eddie J said in the press conference that Quade's not returning his call. Cool. That's um, so crazy, eh? And gone fishing, yeah. Quaid is
1: right. He's sitting on a dock in the bay. Yeah. Just oh man, wow. Well,
2: and, and it, it kind of you know I can kind of understand where Quade might is coming from to a degree there um you know earlier in the year you had Eddie publicly saying that he's world class he's he's going to be at the world cup um you know there's you know there's it, there was very little doubt in Eddie's language at the time that you know Quade was the man going forward and yeah you know, he was saying that even knowing at the time that Quade was coming back from a serious injury so um it, the the rhetoric changed obviously after Quaid didn't impress enough on the, the few games that he had, but, um, it's, it's, a yeah, I, I can understand wanting to clean house a bit. I, I don't enjoy the, I guess the, the spin, you know, we had the smash and grab at the start of the year and we're, we're, we're picking a squad that's going to win. And you look at the squad and it, you cannot tell me that, you know, genuinely that they're players like Quaid who you know, Quaid, Reese Hodge, Pete Samu, um Rob you Simmons. Know, all the Yeah, or, yeah, Rob Simmons. He's actually been playing pretty pretty good footy, from what I've seen to be honest. But, but we're are segueing. Um but you can't tell me all these experienced guys, Jed Holloway, that's the other one. Like yeah. you can't tell me that those guys aren't more likely I I honestly don't believe you you, you say that those guys are less likely to win you a World Cup. No. He's got an eye on the future now, but that's not what was sort of said early in the piece. So a um, lot of spin, but I, I, I can understand Quaid's position there a bit. At the same time, you know, if he got, he, he'd he have to get a release from his club to play Australia. Eh, I am pretty sure. So I don't think that would just be a walk in the park, considering the drama we had a few years ago with the Northern Hemisphere tour, which was for fully capped pictures. So yeah, it's, it's all, it's all messy. It's not great. Um, you know, and how much of it, how much of that press conference was Eddie Jones firing up just to kind of protect his players a bit from the scrutiny? Because these are the questions that should be asked. I mean, why, you know, guys in their prime of their careers and someone like Matt Holloway and say Reese Hodge, who've got the runs on the board, um, you know, aren- aren't going over? Well,
0: yeah, talking of that, that presser. Ricky B. So you think what? 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 We? What are your thoughts in regards to Eddie? Just what do they say? Oh, give those blokes oh, an
2: uppercut. I oh, don't know, man. Well, yeah, yeah, all I the journals should give themselves an uppercut and um, worst press conference ever. I mean, it's hard to tell whether you know it's all part of the plan to deflect away from you know losing four on the trot and um, you know just deflect all the attention onto him. Or we're actually watching. An old bloke loses his mind on um, national television. Um, You know, it's probably Eddie being, um, you know, deflecting and putting the attention on himself. And um, shit, man, it was um, pretty loose. (laughs) It It
0: was, yeah, it was wild. It was loose coming from a Wallaby coach. Well, Ricky B, I know you've got to get going (laughs) shortly, mate. So let's look forward to the Rugby World Cup and just want to Mm. ask, give us. Your take on a couple of teams that you think are really building well going into the Rugby World Cup, kicking off in a week or two?
2: Oh, mate, we looked at um, the, the easy one, Scotland. Um, really settled roster. Finn Russell is, you know, in great nick. Um, yeah, you know, I think depth may be a bit of an issue for them, but their first choice, 15, uh, and the way they're playing, they'll compete with anybody. Uh, yeah. And the other one is Fiji, who again they've got with with the effect of the draw, they've got a lot of depth. Um, and I think the time together for them, and the more time they get together, the more dangerous they're going to be. Uh, they, like I, I think that's a real danger game for the, anyone in that um wallaby pool um yeah you know, and you look at you know uh, australia showed more in their that first half in Dunedin and then england and wales have shown in three or four matches now you know um the english it's i don't know what they're trying to do there um yeah, i i never thought i'd actually agree with that dickhead um Guy Woodward woodwood big fat dusk um hey <laughs>
0: I thought you meant the dickhead, big
2: fat ass. All good. Go on. No, I've, ne- I've never agreed with him in my life. Oh. Um, <laughs> Not stuff. We agree. But yeah, Cl- Clive Woodward talking about how the English players carry on when they celebrate. If someone knocks <laughs> it on. They they act like they've won the World Cup. I mean, it, it's hard to watch. You know, you kind of you'll, you'll cop it when they're playing really good footy. But when a team's playing that badly and they celebrate a non-crooked throw like they've just won the match, <laughs> um, I, I I would be embarrassed. Um, the carry on's ridiculous, and, and they're just playing terrible footy. You know, I, I yeah, I don't see really what they're trying to do, um, and the Welsh disaster as well. But at least, you know, if, and if we if we hadn't had that half in Dunedin, I would be saying that the Wallabies are in the exact same boat. We've got we've, we've got no idea what we're trying to do or how to do it. But that first half in Dunedin has given you a blueprint that works for the team. Um, so they just need to lean into that.
0: Hell yeah, Ricky B. So keep an eye on Fiji and Scotland and keep an eye on England and Wales so hopefully they get bundled out nice and early. Yeah,
2: yeah that'll be nice. Um, the yeah. RGs will be licking their lips, mate. I think like, they will be so keen for that English game. The, the sooner it gets here for Argentina, the better. But no, this has been good, boys. I've um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Usually it's just me talking um, you know, to Anna about these things and you know her telling me to shut up.
0: She must be chuffed that P2P's back, brother yeah heaps especially because you can do it from the <laughs> living room man <laughs> alright Ricky Bean thanks That's for joining you. us brother we appreciate your time thanks we'll guys we you on, a, on right. a pretty regular basis eh hey?
2: yeah love it sounds good alright all right, boys Latron's Chips yeah, love love
0: toodles buddy oh, yeah. alright thanks very much Chips Blanche for joining us all the way thanks from his lead. living room <laughs> had to go pick his folks up from the airport so he's he had to run son. hey he's a good boy isn't he he's a very good little boy yeah um, he's the only son of a family of hates four. rugby though doesn't he he's tall under six feet of wet cement Ricky BA love it he loves it He the notes he sent us beforehand he's like here's a few things we could discuss and I'm like I've got ten minutes <laughs> He's yeah and he's also like gotta be out of here like hard out and we're like and then
1: we pause and he goes mate on the
0: 15 like, I want to be think? like dude it's also the off season we gotta like, go why are we talking about all these super rugby fucking movements and all this crazy shit man Um, But bless him, mate. He knows, he knows so much about the intricacies of the game. But he also loves the game, so he like he's always on top of what's happening and has a really strong opinion on shit. So he'll be, Ricky B will be joining us pretty regularly alongside other um, panelists. Uh, Annabelle Cody said she's keen to come on. Dale Murphy every. Now and then said he's keen to come on in, but we're going to get someone else to join us every week to run through the news and the reviews and maybe give a few tips and stuff. My wife's calling me. She's actually on holiday at the moment. I'll call her back. Um, <laughs> she won't be watching this anyway. But if you are, I love you.
1: Uh-huh. I love you too. Uh, my wife. My wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What do we
0: got, j Boy, Red hot topic at the moment. Yep. Like it is, it, it's something that has come to a head yep. quite rightly because it's something I, I have a very strong opinion of it. Uh, but for those that aren't in the loop. Yeah, uh, how about
1: you explain to me, because you're, you're deeper in it than I am. Um, that, like your knowledge on it is a lot more than me. So Mate.
0: look, to set the scene right. We all know that the women's game has been criminally underfunded in, in Australia, yeah. but also criminally undermarketed. Like they don't give a fuck about the women's game in Australia. They don't. And if you're gonna sit here and say, Oh, we do, and it's been tight, budgetary constraints and all this shit, just save your breath because yeah. it's, it's this last bullshit. Bit has really
1: proved it, right? And yeah. this has
0: proved it. So yeah. I think it was Saturday night. Saturday night, I'm sitting there, doom scrolling on Insta, and I'm like, what's this? And it's Carter Gordon's Misso yeah. has done essentially a TikTok influencer style video. So partners of all the Wallabies had been flown into Sydney to farewell them and give them one last night together or whatever it is before they go to France, right? Yeah. And they, in my opinion, they've probably gone, Let's try and engage with the uh, the Sheilas out there. Um, we'll get one of the girls to do, like, a video oh, that girls like, which is a day in the life. Oh, a picture and, of champagne. Oh, like... Carter's got training, so we're going to go and have a patisserie and we're going to um, have a cocktail here. And then read, Carter did this. Reading the room. And, man. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. The most that. tone-deaf, insane <laughs> video I've ever seen.
1: What was Phil Kearns' wife's involvement? <laughs> It was her idea, I assume. No, no, no. She she pointed out the the shittiness of it. I think. Oh, did she? Yeah. I thought you were just saying It's no,
0: Kernting. Oh, no, no, got, no, no. So, for example, right? Yep. I'm watching this on Saturday night, and I was like, "What the going fuck down. is this?" Yep. We on the toilet. And Sarah Nguama, No, I was laying in bed. And Sarah Nguama yep. From Wallaroo's. Yep. Wallaroo's player, panelist on stand. No. She said something to the effect of like, "This wouldn't have. This doesn't happen without." Um, partners (laughs) you really need to take a good look at yourself and there were people i everyone was ragging on them for this video be it sticking up for the women or literally just being like what is this
1: yeah
0: it's gone the next morning right quite rightly and the boys at pack i've chimed in hey boys how about it and we're like Insane, right? Absolutely insane. And so there's, we've we've been making memes at PAC about, you know, like calling Rugby Australia out. And then later on in the afternoon, Sunday afternoon, all the Wallaroos players have collectively released a statement um, essentially just outlining exactly what is wrong with this, right? Uh, I'll bring it up here. So. Because it's just such a crazy thing, right? So the statement like it's a lot of whinge and
1: birds, right? Yeah, a little, little
0: bit. <laughs> but the, So the statement says, you told us flying anything beyond oh, economy yeah. was too costly. Then you flew the Wallabies business class on a trip shorter than ours. Yeah. You told us full-time contracts were in the pipeline, that there wasn't enough money to keep the men in the game, let alone us. Then you paid $5 million for an NRL player. Yeah. You said our program would go professional and our coach would be full-time how many coaches has Eddie taken to the world cup you continually say we don't have enough resources and yet we all saw the world cup send off for the wallabies we've seen the impact that women's sport has had on the Australian sporting landscape thanks to the Matildas it's time for the chairman board and CEO to prioritize the future of Australian women's rugby and allocate, allocate adequate resources it's time to acknowledge that we are not promoted equally even on a free platform the future of our games hangs in the balance. It's your move, Rugby Australia. And it has been mm. crickets ever since. And Tilly Kearns, I assume it is, she said, NRL boys spoke out for the NRLW and fostered change. All Blacks got around the Black Ferns and helped get them professional Wallaby boys silent. Okay. This, and I've spoken to a few of the the girls involved in this, and it is a... It's, it is the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back. Yeah. Because they have, as I've touched on before, been criminally underfunded, criminally underrepresented, criminally underpromoted. Like and they touch on it in that. Instagram is free. Yeah. Free. Yeah, yeah, And they don't do shit to promote the game. And like talking, you know, a little bit like maybe out of turn here, but we at PAC. Tried our asses off to help try and promote that Wallaroo's Black Ferns test up at Ready, and it was difficult to difficult. to sort of get our ducks in a row with that because there's a lot of moving parts, and it's it's just it's not working. Some of them are moving. No. no. Yeah. And it's like it's becoming it's it's come to a head, but Rugby Australia is literally doing the NRLW and the AFLW's job. They are. They are pushing our players out of the game. Grace Hamilton is a Wallaroo captain and she's playing for the Chooks. Grace Kemp played for the Wallaroos this year and is playing for the fucking Raiders. Like, what are you doing? And it's just, it's tone deaf. It's the RM Williams collab all over again. It's like, read the room. You elitist idiots! Like, it's crazy. Man. And then
1: isn't it a the thing that the Wallaroos don't even get tickets to the games for their partners as well, let alone flights and accommodation and lunches for their for the wags?
0: Crazy man. Yeah. And I know that, like, with our new P two P iteration, we were hoping to not go too hard in the paint. Like, try. I know oh, we were trying to knock back the susness, and I'll try not to say the sea box. Yeah. So
1: for me. I was meant to bring down the susness, and you were meant to bring down the. Don't call people pedophiles and C bombs. Well, that was shit. Yeah, see, yeah, P bombs, C yeah. bombs, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing okay. I got it. An- it's I've hard got not answered. to when you bring up the Wallaroos and then It is, mate. Like this under- is criminal.
0: Yeah, it is criminal how they treat these girls. Especially when they
1: start talking about, oh, we should bring back like an NRC kind of thing, and they're like.
0: No, <laughs> like, well, we yeah. want to make money, yeah. Like
1: find a way to make that, work.
0: yeah, yeah. But, but how about because the yeah. thing is, mate, like, when you look at the Super W jerseys, mm. there's sponsors' logos on those jerseys, yeah. Like, I'm sure they didn't go to Westpac or whoever it is and just say, Hey, just as a kicker, it's not in the contract, but we'll throw you on the women's jerseys, too. They would yeah. take a formal agreement saying. You pay us X and we give you Y in return by way of promotion. It's not like us being
1: sponsored by a sports bet. Gamble responsibly.
0: But but that's it, right? Like, yeah. like Westpac aren't just going to them and being like, here's X amount of dollars, just do with it as you please. Oh, and then, you know, like that's part of the deal. Yeah. And they're, I, I, yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's criminal and I think it's bullshit. And I wonder where Rupert is involved in all of this because it, like, as they said, like, it's your move, Rugby Australia. It's your move, Rugby Australia. Or your call or whatever they said. It's one of those things. Your call, your move, like, balls in your court and nothing of late. Yeah. They're doing nothing to get ahead of this. Two folks in the World Cup, mate. Flat out. Well mate, you there's a huge PR disaster brewing right here in Australia. Yeah. And if you don't do something about it,
1: it's gonna blow up in your face. Well they mentioned all the you know, the English can get a women's comp going with X amount of cash and Australia can't do that.
0: Well look at the Tillies, mate. Yeah. Like, and people, when people, you see these comments from mouth-breathing morons, and they're like, they don't deserve to get paid because look at the crowd numbers. And I'm like, it's not a matter of sharing X amount of revenue. It's called investment, yeah, yeah. you smooth brain dummy. Like, it's called you invest in the game because in seven years' time, there's a Women's World Cup here and you don't want them World to platform. win that. Yeah, yeah. That's where it happens. You invest in the game. The last 20 years, we haven't been investing in grassroots and now the Wallabies aren't much chopping. We've started doing that and it's starting to pay off. It's called investment, you fucking moron.
1: Are you saying we should support grassroots rugby? <laughs> nice try. Easy. Um, no, I'm saying yeah. Like it's just not it a good is board. shown that
0: you invest in women's sport and it will pay off. Like, England and France played a Six Nations match in front of a record crowd this year. The Black Ferns and the uh, Red Roses played in front of a before that world yeah. record crowd Stand-alone, in the Rugby right. World Cup oh, that one. Yeah, final. Yeah. Like, the Tillies are galvanising an entire female sporting community, not just in Australia but around the world. Like, they're showing that this can be done yeah. and done well if you invest in it. We met, women make up 51% of the population. I just had a flashback. Why ostracise them plus the majority of their partners?
1: I just had a flashback as to why we stopped BTP. because if you get on a hot take, you just start yelling at me for like twenty minutes, and you get that enough a day. I'm like, why? Are you, why are you yelling at me too? So mate, I, the mate, passion has to be there. It,
0: mate, stop clicking that pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, I uh, it's criminal. Yeah. Anyway, Big Fat Das. Your move, Rugby Australia. Your move, Rugby Australia. Big Fat Das, you had something you wanted to talk about in regards to your retirement, was it?
1: Yeah. I've covered the decision to uh, step down as a weekend or two weeks in, two weeks out rugby player as part of a team, part of the Black Dogs. So, hanging up the boots
0: full-time after the granny this week?
1: I'm not saying I'm never going to play again. I'm just saying that uh, it'll be more of a cameo, mercenary kind of kind of a role we'll be playing. So it's, it's time. It's time. You hurt the fucking ribs, right? He's bailing on my arm. And then you're like trying to... Worst thing is, right? So, once you hit a certain age, mm-hmm. it's about 35... I think it's I'm, 30, I'm 35 in like, and it's like four weeks. What you got to do is your significant other is usually like, don't get injured, and you're like, oh, I won't. Of course I won't. And you get injured. And guess what you have to do? You have to hide from problem. So you're like, you're like you oh, have how to sit you? down
0: like, the stairs at home. I'm
1: good, honey. And then like you get around the door and you slump down. I go, <gasps> and go, ankle. Then you got to like get <laughs> pop and ibuprofen like this and that and ice it up. What's that smell? And you're like, oh, it smells like my new mouth breath. It. It's really, it's tiger balm on the old handies. <laughs> it just gets harder and harder to hide, right? They're so limping around. Man, and then, I don't know. It's time. It's time. How'd you? You just. Oh, it stopped. Was that after a win? No. No. Ooh. No. After no, a no. season, though? Yeah. Just throughout the season?
0: Truncated season, 2020.
1: Oh, mate. A lot was going on that year. There was a lot going on.
0: There was a you lot, a lot on. going on. You right. had
1: a lot going on. I had a lot going on. What?
0: What? COVID. My ponytail. I'm bringing oh, oh, yeah. it back, by the way. Yeah. Shut... Give, give it a
1: profile. Yeah.
0: We'll drop that every episode
1: and we'll, oh, we'll do slice the... it together. Yeah, yeah, Sick. Sick. Mate, uh, so, yeah. It's time. we gotta... Last game versus uh Ippy Rangers in Ippy at eight pm on a Friday. <laughs> That's brutal. Eh? <laughs> It'll be a bit nippy coming off that creek or whatever it is. It's so much colder in switch. <laughs> then is so talking chill. about Mad Monday. I'm like, we play on Friday. What do you mean my Mad Monday?
2: God. And then we got Trophy
1: Night the next Saturday. So it's like I'm emceeing that. You are? It's like yep. I can't. I can't get permission to go to two weekends in a row. So. I just don't know. So, call that thing, mate. Hanging them up. I'll hang them up. Let's actually hang I'll them up, up here. hang them up somewhere. Yeah. Okay. I'll, so I'll take them down. I'll them. hang
0: my flashlight up there since <laughs> I've got married. Let's do it well. You're not going to throw All it out,
1: right. though. No. I like to know that they're there.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least I know Visibly. where it is. Yeah. And I can come by So, it mate, retires. that was it.
1: Retirement. So, well, I might change my mind next Monday. So, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Hell yeah, man. Um, and
0: moving forward, Big Fat Darce, yep. we're going to be bringing back Darcy's Mailbag as well as Kangaroo Court. We'll be Corp. working on a bi-weekly yep. process for that
1: one. We now. might tweak can- Kangaroo the cards if we give it out. No
0: white card. <laughs>
1: no, no white card. No white card. So we'll, we'll figure it out. It's, uh, guys, it's going to have to stick with us. We're just figuring, figuring this all out on the run.
0: Yeah, we're trying to cater to... More people than just sus freaks. But. We'll we still should... be there for the sus freaks. Because yeah. that's but like. Us. You know, I might not be I, I anyone want to who to... enjoys
1: <laughs> You know. Like... not bring back those old
0: quotes. I remember going, is that. <laughs> do you want me to? I'll beat that. You did
1: say it. So <laughs> you're, you're saying you're not going to do that. Anymore. I won't right.
0: be saying stuff
1: like that. Like that. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Kangaroo Court and Darcy's Mailbag, right in. Let's, let's get some engagement, get some involvement. Let's. Oh um, yeah, let's, here's our the Get them in there. Yeah.
0: Um. All right, but we are going to be doing our rugby segment. Yeah. Um. As per usual, but before we do that, let's give our tips for this weekend's footy because we do want to start getting on the train. Yeah. Like one thing that we've noticed in Australia is the tipping is just non-existent yeah. in rugby, but. Hopefully, if we generate enough buzz about it, we'll be able to get people fizzing at the bunghole for it. So I'm going to give my tips for this weekend's QPR, right? Your hot tip. Hot tip. I think think Chip's touched on it. It is going to be a high-scoring game. I think the doggies are going to get it done, and it'll be like the doggies of 06, where it's like, you score 40, we'll score 41. And I reckon it's going to come down to the last play, like it did in 06. Yeah, And I think the doggies are going to come away with it. I think you'll see, uh, I think it's Glenn Vaihu. Is it Glenn at the back? The 15. Glenn, yeah. Glenn, I reckon he's going to play out of his skin.
1: Yeah,
0: I reckon he'll be the Tony Shaw medalist. <coughs> and I think you're going to see the doggies win a nail-biter and it'll be 60, 70 points plus on the day. Love it, that's love a, it. That's a hot tip. That is a hot tip. Yeah. What about you, Big Fat Thanks, uh, w- uh
1: Shoot Shield Wicks versus North. Um, man, a lot of people go on. I don't want the w- the Wicks to get up, but I think North. I think their their role into this GF has um has surprised me, and I think. North to take it out. I don't think it's going to be a large scoring game like up in Hospital Cup. I think it's going to be a fucking 12 to 17 kind of a deal.
0: Yeah. So, North. North. They've been the most consistent. Last year, they should have won. Yeah, yeah. But they... they,
1: Did they even make the GF? I think, no, they went bang, bang, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, Yeah, because Gordon
1: made made the um, granny last year and nearly won it. Actually, in regards to what I'm talking about, the GF this Friday. I'm actually going to a charity lunch at the at Gambaro's. On, on the Friday. Friday lunchtime. We've got, it's a raising money for a, a young Titans player that broke his neck or whatever. Oh, was yeah. i and there with Gordon Teller, so on table.
0: Oh, because Hanley's been working with yeah. him as well, hasn't he? So,
1: i um, retirement.
0: Well, you're just going to get booze so you're nice and limber. Mate, just Does. Like, all,
1: all my joints are really yeah. getting all flexy. I think I played best. I get the jitters if I don't have my two or three beers. Imagine if I had 30 Carb combos, loading, right? Yeah. Carbs, eat lobsters, I'm <laughs> a shellfish. But um, <laughs> so, mate, that, hot tips.
0: Hot tip, North yep. in a nail-biter, but yep. a low-scoring Just biter. the tip. Just the tip. That's, That's what it, I think we were going to say. That. Just, uh, Graphic. Just the tip. Graphic. Um, now it's time for Just a Tip. I'm going to edit that yeah. so it goes before. Yeah. Um, all right, now it's time for our rugby segment. So something we are going to be doing throughout the year is um, yep. highlighting the, the players of the weekend. Obviously, the season's done for Super Rugby. So this week, we're going to give our Super Rugby and Super W Rugbays. Big Fat das. we'll start with your Super Rugby Rugby. Super Rugby,
1: mate. For me extremely hard to go past Mark Talia just his just his stats just across the board meters line breaks just kick return he's just a stat man freak made the all blacks obviously just killing it mate mark talia and the thing
0: is the all blacks always seem to every world cup <laughs> they the have winger? that winger who yeah. comes out of nowhere quote unquote and kills it yeah it's like Julian Nehi Nehemildo Scudder uh Mark T'lea, who yeah. was the last, who was one of the last World Cup, do you reckon? Maybe Riggio I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's always someone who just comes along. Yeah. Oh, why suck in no a holo? Yeah. They just come along and kill it and you're like, what is happening? How do they just have... Anyway, yeah. um, for mine, my, my super rugby rugby is Corey Toole. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen Corey <laughs> Toole in the Rugby World Cup squad. Yeah. Just because you cannot deny pace. pace. It's just the best. And you'll see the highlights. Like that try he scored against the Highlanders where he puts it on the toe and burns guard and bash it. Yeah. Like he does freak his shit all the time. And things that are also skillful, like tiptoes down the sideline and throws a flick pass. Like it's yeah. pace and he smashes blokes in D and I think it was against the Canes where they get that turnover and he just Goes. inserts himself in the line and burns around everyone. Like we, like we have had... Just a plethora of like arguably slow wingers. Yeah. Like there was a period there where our wingers were like Dane Haylett-Petty and Reese oh. Hodge, and I'm like, what's doing, man? You know what I mean? Like you. Yeah, yeah. Get someone who's rapid. Yeah. And like
1: game changer. It is a game a changer. Man. anywhere.
0: Every team in the world has at least one winger who is just an attacking threat. And Corey Toolman. I love him, man. He um he sort of looks like a crackhead.
1: <laughs> so he's Wait.
0: like Got the sleeve tat And like that Wispy hair And he's like yeah, And he runs like He's stolen a TV Like moving real fast Watch the videos I don't know about,
1: like, What are your thoughts On a bloke that weighs 78 kilos And has a sleeve tat What do you, you Crackhead Crackhead <laughs> <laughs> um, Your Super W rugby Not biased at all Just Just the way she played The game this year Cobber, Annabelle Cody, just her pure aggression, her leading from the front, just like, you're not going to belt them, I will. And just, just her, some of her, just what she does for that that Reds team, just to get the girls up and like, fucking follow me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and and she, she was building on her Wallaroo season from the previous year, got back in the Wallaroos, bit of an injury at the back end of this Wallaroo season, but just, just her leading from the front. Without that, I don't know where the Reds would, would have been.
0: And she's just
1: pure mongrel. Like, she's pure mongrel. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? And that's something that can be hard to find in the women's game. And nothing, obviously, against them. But, like, you find those yeah. players who just play at this intensity that yeah. you need to have to go to the next level. Yeah. And she's got it. And get her in a system with some really good coaching <laughs> and that skill level will start to increase alongside her aggression. she would be unstoppable. Oh. Plus, she's a Get legend. Yeah. Um, my Super W rugby couldn't go past Martha Martelli out of yeah, the yeah. Western Force. Mate. Yeah. There was that game in particular against the Rebels where I think she scored two tries and was smoking chicks left, right and centre. Line breaks, turnovers. Absolutely awesome, man. She is the complete package. I'm pretty sure the boys of Pack actually named her the Super W player of the year, quite rightly, yeah, because yeah. she was phenomenal and she literally has every quiver in her bow. She's great over the ball. She's awesome in attack. She knows how to insert herself into the line. Defensively, she's tough. Yeah. Good techers. She's the complete female rugby package. And, like, we need to, like, continue promoting the Martha Martellis in the women's game because they're absolutely
1: awesome. And and for her to uh, stand out that much in the competition, playing for the fourth, who this year weren't... weren't, weren't particularly strong whatever just she had to do it all and she did Easy. she krill, she killed it man yeah, yeah. she krilled it
0: <laughs> krilling, krilling it man righty, well that rounds out this week. yeah right down krill graphic krill graphic um that round out rounds out this week's episode old pillar to post
1: it's good to be back to Good yeah, to be back it's the strongest handshake in the world right? it is that one <laughs>
0: Uh, but Big Fat dust. thank you very much J-Ball, for joining us. You? Shout out to Ricky B for joining yeah, us. Yeah. Um, and as per usual, please give us a like, a follow, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us across all of our platforms. And if you can, please go on, rate and review the podcast um, because it really does help us to get the, the name out there and really get the podcast promoted. So when you start seeing the kangaroo court and mailbag, time. please write in get hit involved. us up. Even what you if you thinking? don't see it, just flick us a message on Insta or, or whatever what and we'll, um, we'll get around it. So yeah. plenty of good content ideas we've got lined up too. So yep. keep your eyes peeled. But, yeah, please get around us. Please follow us on all our socials. Like and subscribe on our YouTube. It means nothing to you. It means everything to us. We want to promote this and get this shit going. So it's good to be back. But in the meantime... Good to be. It's good to be. Ciao.